spring up! Actually, forget spring, guys. It is summer. Look at the sunglasses, the color of my shirt. We know I only wear these fashionable statements when Ohio has hit this little magic pocket of weather that we don't get all that often, all right? We are on a hot streak. It is warm. It is nice. It's freaking Okay, this is beautiful and it looks like it's going to be remaining this way for the foreseeable future. It's glorious. It's nice I'm so over the moon about it because all the seasonal depression that's been going on people get down and gloom and doom and your freaking Neighbors don't ever want to share their sugar again, but all of a sudden Spring starts coming around the corner that Sun starts peeking through and they say hey you need half a cup not a full cup But I'm feeling a little bit better and then Ohio said screw that skip all of spring Let's go straight to summer and I'm feeling good. It's just I feel the positivity all around I try to remain happy full year But it looks like everybody's just kind of bringing up and it's just a good spirit It's a good time to be in Ohio for once. I'm just feeling really happy guys. What's that? I got hold on. I got text. It's a, oh, it's a weather alert there's going to be a snowstorm tonight. It's going to be getting very cold. Gosh, freaking dang it. Frick. Party walking in the house tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, people of the world. Welcome. And even outside of the world, okay, if we have aliens listening to this particular episode of the podcast, welcome you, yes, even you, here today with me, Tristan Sartoris. This is Full Circus. Let's have ourselves a time, okay? If you're getting up the frequencies and you're, you know, willing to tune in, good on you. So, yeah, happy to have the aliens here. We're welcoming everybody, right? Talk about a show that doesn't exclude anyone. I'm preaching out to the aliens of the world, doing their thing, buzzing around. I don't know anything about aliens, okay? I'll be honest. I don't know if it's because of social media or just as time has progressed. I don't know where this has come from, but I feel like aliens have become much more prevalent, at least as like a core, like real belief in our society and the way you interact with someone. Like, yeah, of course, aliens are probably real. You know, before it was just like a horror movie. We see aliens, oh my gosh, right? But now it's a thing where most of the time we see people saying, UFOs, I see them. I saw aliens, I see something, I know something. There's documentaries, research groups, all of this. And, you know, I'm not going to crap on aliens, okay? I keep my bowels to myself. But I see a lot of these alien believers, and they believe in this and the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. And... They tend to crap on religion, which is very ironic because they're like, <laughs> what, a god, a creator of the universe? No, we came from nothing! But you better believe there are flying saucers out there, okay? Aliens with magical fingers phoning home. And you're just like, good luck winning that argument, <laughs> okay? So it's kind of interesting. Again, I won't crap on anybody, but it is ironic to see someone be like, no, but I got, this is my stuff. Yours is stupid, all right? So that's what they do, and that's their thing, and that's okay. Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, aliens. That's the big three. Those are the things. If there's any more mythical creatures and beings out there that I'm not including in the show, I'm sorry. Just know you are also welcome to listen, okay? Speaking of Bigfoot, I don't know what the deal is with Bigfoot. You know, Loch Ness Monster, okay, that's, it's a, a monster. It says monster in the name. Aliens, outer extraterrestrial beings. Okay, I get it. You want to believe in the mythical, but Bigfoot really... It's just an ape, isn't he? You know, that's just a taller monkey. That's a guy who was at the zoo and went, oh, 
this fence here. I can get over that. That's all he did. He just walked out because he was big. There goes, oh, there's, there goes Bigfoot. You know, there's nothing special about him. I don't know how we haven't caught up to him with all our GPS and satellites and research again. We're like, we're everywhere scouring the go trying to find this guy. And no one stumbled across this one single solitary Bigfoot. You know, there's not like a Bigfeet clan. It's just this one guy who I guess he's been immortal for centuries. You know, you see these people tracking him at 1591, another sighting of Bigfoot. 1707, Sasquatch is here. Same fur patterns and all. 2012, this is our boy. We're closing the gap now. So I guess he is mortal. He has that going for him. But if you find him, wouldn't you be a little disappointed? He was just like, ooh, 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 ooh. You're like, oh, what? We spent the freaking past five centuries trying to find you. You just escaped your habitat. So props to Bigfoot for making the most out of nothing. He's got nothing going for him, but yet he is a sensation. So, yeah, <laughs> happy for Bigfoot. And aliens, dude, you know, again, I don't believe in him, but I wish aliens were real to an extent. Because of the way we talk about them, I mean, we don't have any proof. We don't have anything, but we fake UFO sightings and alien encounters and whatnot. And imagine if they came down here, they would be so pissed to see all that, right? I mean, they're just normal people, I assume, just out in their galaxies, they come down. Imagine you were meeting somebody that you've never encountered before, and everyone was just making up stories and tales and lies, all right? What, what is this? We were not hostile and all the probing we never said. Who's lying? What are these movies, horror? We are gentle creatures. And why do you think we have some sort of obsession with abducting cows? We're vegans, mister! Okay? You know, I would be upset if I went somewhere and they said, Yeah, Tristan's the worst. He's a horrible human being. He just wants to abduct and probe. And I hear he kicks babies! Like, what the frick? Why, why would you say that? We don't even know each other! I don't, it doesn't matter how many babies I have or have not kicked. We haven't experienced this together. So if they were real, right, if aliens come down, we are facing some extraterrestrial legal pursuits, okay? Good luck fighting that case, right? They have freaking space lawyers. They've seen everything. So we would definitely lose that. But you know what? I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be broadcasting to any mythical creatures that may or may not be in the world. So... Guys, I got to tell you, I tried to record this episode last night, actually. That intro that I shot, it was from the night prior. And as I start the episode, I got like two or three minutes into it. And I hear a buzzing. There's some sort of buzzing, jingling, and ringing in the mic. And I don't know what it is, okay? I didn't actually solve it. I got fed up with it because I was Googling. I was pulling out all the stops, okay? I was basically Geek Squad, except without the knowledge. So I was just shaking things and pulling wires and I didn't make any progress. So I went upstairs to try and quit and just eat some pizza to make myself feel better. Spoiler alert, it worked, but I forgot to come back down because it wasn't working. And now it's good. Okay. I came back down ready to set up and, and put on a show and try and fix whatever was wrong. It's just gone. I don't know where it went. But it's just, it's just, it's like a suppressed emotion. It's like, I'm just going to shove it down and forget about it. It may or may not come back up. So I'm a little worried, a little nervous, but it really is like just holding some past feelings back that may arise in the future. Yeah, you know, me and my father never really got along, but I hope that doesn't come back to bite me, you know? So if some buzzing shows up, let me know, although I'll hear it and I will be severely displeased. But... Since I've gotten rid of the buzzing, I'm trying to do better at accepting the pauses. You know, this. 
and just waiting. Because when it was buzzing, I was talking so fast trying to cover to make sure nobody else could hear a buzz, even though it was always there. I sounded like maybe some aliens were buzzing around. I don't know if it was bumblebees or someone just had a kazoo in the area. But I was trying to talk and cover that. And you don't realize just how special a non-buzzing pause is. So I'm trying to accept the pauses. That is the message of the day. We are rushing, trying to get through things fast. Accept the pauses. Let them be. Typically on this podcast, we do the show except, you know, E-X-C-E-P-T. The show except the pauses. They're not here. I'm trying to accept them. Let them bring forth what they may, guys. So it is a newfound respect for the silence, I guess. And it's episode 111. How spectacular is that, guys? I'm, I'm excited to be here. That's basically, it's not, it's like three, but it's a Roman numeral. It looks like a, a scratch, like a claw, you know, like a, a bear claw, the snack. I've never had a bear claw. I don't know what it is. I know that it is some sort of food. I was thinking about that as I looked at this episode 111, and I thought about the bear claw. What is the obsession in that we name our snacks and junk food after food and animals like bears, right? Gummy worms. What is that about? You know, I don't want to shake someone's hand because I don't know where you've been, but I'll eat a bear hoof. What? What? Gummy worms? Who's the freak that was like, I just, they look delectable. They look squishy. I would love to partake. And so they're making food resembling them. I don't get that. I like my food just as be named what it is. Well, these are sour candies. These are little caramels. Why? They're just caramel bases. I like a chocolate bar. Well, why did we call it that, sir? Jim, it's a chocolate bar. But what if we make it out of dark chocolate? Then we'll call it a dark chocolate bar. <laughs> that's the kind of food I like. Just sour candy, dark chocolate. You know, that's what it is. It's okay. We don't have to name stuff after animals and food. But I don't know, guys. I don't know what it is. But I am happy to be here. And I'll tell you what. You know those episodes when you just feel like you have loads of material and you're excited to get into the show <laughs> that's not today okay look i'm recording this episode early again i don't know how i keep pushing myself into these situations but i'm here again i gotta record like three episodes in five days because i have to push it along as i'm gone doing some other duties and that's what we're doing so i'm trying to ride and improvise and just let that be what it'll be you know you don't plan conversation and material when you go to hang out with your friends what kind of sociopath are you? Just be there. Be real. Be present. That's what I'm doing with you guys. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good idea. You know what? I've decided that's not a good idea. I take it back. I don't edit the show, but I would like to rescind and remove my earlier statement. Not because I do have material, but I don't like saying that as you roll into a show. Like that just, you know, if you're going to lead the battle into a humor war, right? I am I am taking charge here. You, you don't want me standing up in front of everybody going... You know, I don't know what we're going to say or how this is going to go. Do you have any one-liners or knock-knock jokes? You know, I need to be the guy up in front of the mountain going, punchline, punchline, punchline jokes. You know, that's who you want. You want a leader. Whether or not he actually has anything in the chamber, I just need to carry the weapons and make it look like I'm here to fight. So, you know what? Again, I don't have any material, but I'm going to pretend I do, dang it. How are you guys doing? It has been an interesting time. The reason I have to record a lot of these early ones is because I'm going to be dog-sitting and just kind of being out and home alone. I've actually been home alone lately because I drove my mother and my father on a Florida trip. They went down to the beaches, the coast, and they're enjoying that. The thing about vacations is they're usually very stressful for them. You know, I don't usually get 
wigged out because they have like a laundry list of items and chores and errands and things they want to accomplish, right? They want to go through this. I want to make sure the dog's taken care of, food's ready, the food's packed, the house is clean, get all these things ship shape because we want to return to something that's on the dial, right? And this was a unique kind of zone because normally we all go on one together and we want to come home and have everything set. But my brother and I, were still here. So we're still cleaning, yet my mom really wanted us to clean and make sure everything was taken care of as if she was going to return and we weren't going to have to clean the house another 18 times before she returned. So they were stressed out. And I understand, you know, they were going to the beach, you know, it was warm and nice. So I, I guess I can see how that will be, you know, upsetting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. But you know what? That's how they were feeling. And I made sure that I had to take care of business. Also, my brother, he was studying. He was preparing for this test. So he couldn't be bothered. So all these little packing duties and driving and different things were left to me. Okay, so I'm cleaning. I'm making everything. Chore, chore. Hey, hey, we have another opportunity to help out. Who's there? Tristan. I'm like, you know, by default. Okay, so I'm doing everything, man. And I don't complain a bit. I ride it. And not even that. After doing all this stuff, they need to be taken to the airport at 3.30 in the morning. Okay. Now, I first heard about this a week prior when they were supposed to leave. And I thought, 3.30? Oh. That sucks, but you know what? I'm going to make it happen. Then the plane gets rescheduled, and I find relief and joy in the fact that it's not going to be a freaking 3.30 flight this time because we get to reschedule, you know, pick a tape, pick a time. Come to find out the day before that it is still 3.30. Like, oh, jeez, dude. It's fine. It's fine. Again, I don't complain because I let that crap ride. So, yes, I do all these things, and I take my parents to the airport. It's 4 a.m. I'm driving in the dark. Look. I might not be the best son in the world, but you better believe that whole night, that whole little escapade of things, I was like, I am on top of things! Damn, I'm good! Okay, I was feeling fantastic. So, after that, after I dropped him off, then things kind of went downhill because it's near 5 a.m. And I'm driving alone in the dark, no cars on the road, no nothing. And you know the times when you're driving, it's not like you're falling asleep, but you're kind of switching on to autopilot. Like, I'm still, you know, doing the blinkers, even though no one's around, I'm doing my thing. But you're tuning out a little bit. Five, ten minutes go past, and you just, what the, oh, okay. You know, I'm following the directions, all the roads. I'm, I'm still alert, I guess, but I'm just not there. So, I was like, what, what, what? What am I doing? What's going on? <laughs> so, I turn on an audiobook, trying to keep myself awake. This is when I realized just how tired I was because as I neared like the last 25 minutes of this drive, I had to keep rewinding the audiobook. You know how tired you have to be where I can't even listen to something while I'm doing that? Like I just, I can't even take in another sense right now. I can't taste, I can't smell, shut it down. So I had to pause it, <laughs> I kept rewinding. And that's when I knew I was just burnt and cooked out, dude. But it was cool. I got home, I did take a wrong turn, so I don't know how alert I was, but that's that's kind of how the whole festivities played out, dude. I was just in charge and taking care of business, really. Uh, mm, he got me with that one. Yeah, dude! So, the last episode I talked about all my injuries. But I am feeling fantastic, dude. I mean, I talked about in the last episode all the injuries. The neck from the shoulder, elbow, the pinky, the hands, the, the hips and the shins. I was cut up. I was bruised. You know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I'm feeling great now. I'm feeling fine. I mean, I had a crank, but look at this. Oh! Oh! Full range of motion! I'm... Dizzy now, but did you see that? You have to appreciate the fact that I can go around, man. 
Oh, it is a little tense though. I cracking your neck. Okay. I don't do that. I don't mess around this, the little tension I feel. I'm not going to even fool with that. I know people who always have cracked their neck. Like it's anything else, you know, that's part of the routine. They grab their chin and just crank that. I have never done that once in my life. I have never felt safe to do that. And even more so as an adult, when I see that, I go, what are you doing? Okay. People go to school for however many years to learn that chiropractic skill. And you think just because you have gotten used to shoving your neck upside down that you're qualified. I know somebody who's in debt $240,000 just to learn how to do that. And you're like, that's ah, tight. You know, no, that's too scary. A chiropractic degree basically is just a certifiable skill that you can almost kill somebody, right? You just take it right to the edge, but you don't, okay? That's that's what that neck cracking is. I don't fool with that. I don't even want to go to a chiropractor. I don't care how many years of experience he has. I don't fool with this, okay? I don't let anybody jing that around. That's for me only, and even then, again, I don't do it myself. I let it be, but I'm not okay with it. It really is. It's a dangerous kind of method that they employ. It's kind of like the anesthesiologist. Am I saying that right? Dude, sometimes I wish I had a lisp, you know? Because if you had a lisp, nobody corrects you on how you say words. Anesthesiologist. You're like, what is... Yeah, anesthesiologist. Oh, all right, you know? Nobody says anything. Yeah, I was driving down the Poughkeepsie. What? Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie? Yeah, did you... Okay. You know, that's just how it is. Nobody, I get corrected on so many words because I never say anything right. Okay, I get it. It's rightfully brought upon me, but I wish I had it just a little bit. You know, if someone came up to me and said, hey, Mr. Sartorius, I'd be like, close enough. Yeah, you know, we don't correct the lisp. I love it. I kind of wish I had it. Sometimes I slip up and I have it, but I would go full lisp. I don't care. You know, bullying isn't what it used to be. Who's going to make fun of a lisp? Nobody. You just, it's unique. It's special. It's powerful. So I guess from now on, I'm going to be speaking with a lisp. I think it's kind of a cool way to talk. And I don't think anybody can really say anything. Nobody says, you shouldn't be talking like that. Imagine if you were in a spelling bee and you got hit with a lisp word. And then you say something like, yeah, it's a B. And he's like, oh, it's actually a P. And he's like, that's what I said. It's a P. P. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Sure. No one corrects the lisp guy. He's okay. So anyways, anesthesiologists, you know, they're studied. Okay. They are now... I don't know what the word I'm looking for. They have been, I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. They have studied. They have learned. They have been bestowed, knowledge upon. They've been doing a lot of stuff <laughs> to learn how to basically get you to almost die, but just keep you right on the edge. And that's kind of what chiropractors are. They're dangerous. And that's just, that's the study. That's the profession they want. I'm a little concerned because... You know, why is that the thing you want? Who who wakes up and goes, I just love cracking necks, you know? I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? So I'm not okay with it, and I won't go to one, but I'm, I'm not fond of other people doing it themselves either. So I don't know what the answer is. So, yeah, we're living alone right now, doing our own thing, taking care of the groceries. Dude, what is it the deal with groceries? You get used to living with people, and you just think food grows in the fridge. And, you know, I take care of my snacks, my own little treats and things, but stuff like salad and apples and eggs, we're just running out. We're gone. I'm like, holy crap. I have to go into the produce section? I don't even know what I'm doing in here. So 
been doing that a lot. Went to Aldi, got some apples. I talked about this a couple episodes ago. I went to Aldi, got some apples, and the guy was like, these are 50 they're actually $4 a pound. I'm like, they're not. They're, no, they're not. But then he disagreed with me, and he took them back. I went this time. I went again. This is a little petty, but I got the exact same apples, and I did it on my cell, and it's $3. And he's like, yeah, seven fifty is like $2. That's what it's Hey, you're wrong. Now, I didn't say anything to the guy because I don't hold a grudge, <laughs> but I do lie about holding grudges. So anyways, no, I didn't say anything. Got the apples, got a lot of healthy food, trying to eat better. That doesn't mean that there's not 10 pounds of snacks by my feet right now, but you know, I, on the surface, I've been being okay. I've been being pretty healthy and apples. I love a good apple, but I despise it in some ways too. Here's my thing about the apple. I just had one because of the, this is why it's on my mind. Actually, we can do this. Skip the details and the plot. These are some of my interesting thoughts. Hmm. What is the deal with seeds and apples? Okay. You look at other seeds and different fruits and vegetables. They're softer. You chew, you notice them. They're almost gelatinous. Okay. Look like an orange. You're biting it. It's oh, seed. Oh, Lemon. Same thing. Watermelon. It's soft. I feel seed. Dude. Okay. Even other fruits like a peach, it has a giant one. That's a pit, easily avoidable. But the apple sucks because it is stiff. It's hard. It's one of those tough fruits. So if you're chewing and you have all these little bits and pieces in your mouth, you don't always notice the seed. So I bit into it and I'm thinking, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I see a seed's missing. I'm going, oh my gosh, I didn't notice it. I'm swallowing. Now I've got an apple tree growing in me. So I don't like the fact that it's not as cool as the other fruits. Granted, it tastes amazing. But what are you doing, apples? Be better, okay? Better yourself. Improve. Look at the watermelon. The watermelon was like, you know what? People are tired spitting seeds out of me. I'm going seedless. I'm done. Why don't we have seedless all fruit? Like, what is the deal? If you can make it with one, whoever figured out the seedless watermelon, did he just be like, this was really the only fruit I wanted. I'm dipping. Come back, finish your job. We have different fruits and veggies that need to be seedless. Nobody is buying seeded watermelon, right? No one has the choice is, oh, seeded, seedless. I wanna be authentic. <laughs> no, it's wrong. I don't care. Nobody wants a seed, it's just an extra job. So I'm not, I'm not too fond of it. I'm waiting for the seedless apple because I know eventually it will come to fruitition. <laughs> And it'll be a good day. But as for now, I'm going to keep on spitting it and hopefully not producing my own produce inside of me. So, yeah, buying a lot of healthy foods. Went to the Dollar Tree, loaded up on snacks. Need I say more? Stuff at the Dollar Tree is great. And the thing about the Dollar Tree, though, and all food, really, but the Dollar Tree especially is where I notice it because everything is free of something. You know, look at any meal, any snack, any candy. Oh, it's like BPA free. It's freaking non-GMO, it's certified, it's FDA, it's whatever, different acronyms, ACT, it's TMJ. I was like, well, I didn't even know there was T TMJ and cheese puffs. What does that even mean? Okay, I'm glad that you're, you know, food approved <laughs> to be distributed to the stores, but I didn't even expect it. So it's tasty. I'm, I, I don't really even think about it. You see that the fact that there's free of stuff. Like, I didn't think there was going to be poison in, in the first place. You know, why has it got to be free? You're just, you're just saying it. And the thing about it, though, is because you see it on every little thing. When I hear people just immediately denying, oh, you know, we don't have any. It's not here. You know, if you showed up, if you were a cop and you were doing a search warrant, you're trying to find people. Like, hey, is Jimmy here? And he's here in your house. You go, no, he's not. He's not here at all. If you're the cop and you see that, you go, 
this house isn't Jimmy free. You've got a Jimmy. That's what I think when I see all these snacks. I go, okay, you've got some TMJ. <laughs> you've got some ACT scores or something. You've got the GMOs. You've got something, okay? The more you deny, the more it looks like I should be prying. So this actually happened recently. My dad found meth in my car. It wasn't mine. I think we all know this. But... He didn't accuse me. He didn't say anything. But I still felt the need to say to everybody, this isn't mine. And immediately upon saying that, I go, there's no good way to say that. There's no good way to say I didn't do it. It's not my meth. He's like, I didn't think it was. You know? And then you have to say it again. No, seriously, it's not my meth. Okay. You're being very adamant about being meth-free. I'm starting to investigate. It's not mine. I'm TMJ meth-free. I swear. Everything's fine. But so you always back yourself into a corner when you try and deny and deny and deny. So that's really what I've been doing. Okay, buying a lot of snacks and I wish I was buying more apples, but one bag was enough. I've got enough snacks that are so good for me apparently because they're free of all the bad toxic chemicals that I think I should be all right. So anyways, the reason I'm recording this again is I'm, I'm dog sitting. And uh, oh, why so many dogs? I don't know where this came from. If somebody told me years ago that I was going to grow up and be watching so many dogs, I'd be like, <laughs> why? Why Why me? Why, why are so many dogs? I've just fallen into this routine where people want me to watch their animals. It's fine, though, because it's cozy and it's nice. I just had a meeting with somebody. A meeting. I went to go pet their dogs. I went over to their house. They wanted me to meet them. And I heard that they liked me. Okay, it was it was a neighbor in my aunt's neighborhood, and, and I heard that they were very fond. That I made a good impression. They're like, oh, because yeah, you know, if you're gonna ask anybody to house it and take care of your animals, you want to meet them. I've watched other people's dogs where we don't ever really interact. We don't know each other. And you know, I'm a very complimentary and charming person. I would say when I go into someone's home, I know you want to say nice things and and do whatever. But in a situation like this where you're meeting them for the first time and also in their house for the first time. I feel uncomfortable with talking or saying anything about their home or even looking in a different direction because in my mind, right? Cause I'm very observant and I'm like looking for different views on a different way to take things. I think that's where a lot of my jokes come from. It's just twisting something. So the way that I see that, if I'm talking to somebody, you bring it into the home and I'm like, Oh, that's a nice flat screen TV. You got there. <laughs> It'd be a shame if somebody stole. I'm like, what? Why? What? What do you? What? <laughs> huh? You know, that's how I feel like if I walked in and said, "Wow, your your home is so lovely today." That's why I usually would like to say, "It's very well decorated in here. It smells great." You know, I don't feel safe complimenting anything <laughs> because I feel the way that I would take it would be like, "What? I don't. I don't want to leave you here." So. Even like looking down at the floor, I didn't. I was like, oh, that's a nice cardboard floor. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. So I'm constantly going back and forth, trying not to seem like a criminal. And again, that's not what these people think. But I think about these things. Okay, if I ever bring you into my home and you say something like that, love the drapes. What? I'm taking them with me. I'm going on vacation. Like, where did your drapes go? I said, I loved them. Like, yeah, I don't feel safe around you, you criminal. So keeping the drapes. And, I, you know, on the second round, I'll, I'll compliment somebody. But if you ever meet me and you feel like I don't like your home or your clothes, those are some nice shoes you got there. You're like, oh, I'm going to keep these duct taped to my socks. I, I'm just trying to be safe and respectable. So it was nice. It was nice meeting them. Their dogs are nice. Dude, they have a cat that 
could easily be viral. This cat thinks it's a dog. I walked over there. He's like six months old. He's jumping on top of the dogs and clawing and punching uppercuts. And he's trying to go outside. He's chasing after the toys. Doesn't know how to meow. He's trying to bark. And I thought, what a beautiful sign. Okay. He's different than everybody. This is society. There's some sort of philosophy here. I don't know where the wisdom comes from. I think in a past life, I must have been a professor. But I was looking at this and I thought, wow. What a way society. He's different. We're all different than each other, but he's blending in. He's being a part of the cause. And you know what? The dogs accept him too. The dogs go, you know what? That's kind of a bark. You know, it's like <laughs> the cat has a lisp. It's a woof. You're like, that's good enough. Good enough, cat. And so they're playing and they're having fun. It's a beautiful thing to see. But the cat is just ridiculous. He takes the dog's bed. He's, he's clawing their tail, jumping up on you. He runs to meet you at the door. Like this is the most unnatural cat I've ever seen. So it was cool meeting them, and I'll be excited to take care of their pets and hopefully get some good stories out of those guys and not compliment the house any further. Okay, so even probably when I come back and I talk about it, just for the first outing, I probably won't say anything about the nice of the house. Okay, so if they watch the show and they go, he didn't say anything about the scented candles I let out. I'm not going to. It may smell nice. It may not. You'll never know. I'll never talk about how awesome you or your house is until we're on a, a good playing field. So anyways, I had to pee so bad while I was there and I was excited to leave and I didn't want to pee in their house. Okay. Again, this is another one of those things where you have to be at a certain level before you can even use the restroom. I've talked about this before, taking it a step further at the point where you don't lay toilet paper down. I was just going to pee, but I, I, even though I was going to stay there for the next weekend, I still wasn't going to do it. I didn't ask. I took that with me. Okay. Now, I had the pee so bad, and I am racing home as fast as I can, and I get stopped by a train, okay? And I'm just like, I'm sweating, I'm squirming, I'm trying to stay alive as, as well as I can, really. I freaking have to go to the bathroom so bad, and I'm stuck behind a train. <laughs> and watch this freaking train go by. And I'm looking at it, and I have this more deep, philosophy moment again okay and i think you know what most often we're so fast-paced we're always in a rush we don't accept the pauses and that's what i'm trying to do so i'm watching this train go by and i'm trying to let you guys know about all the good things about being stopped by a train and then i realized there's nothing good about it it took forever i had the peace so bad dude i was it was horrible i'm screaming the people behind me are like oh my gosh does he like on the tracks is he getting ran over that sounds painful so it was actually a pretty rough drive altogether because i was being tailgated out of the wazoo about four different cars at different times had pressed up on me one peeled off it's like i'm going a different way the guy gets right up on me i'm going about eight nine miles over the speed limit trust me nobody wants to get out of here as fast as i do but you know these people they just push you they push you and push you and they get closer and closer and they're closer and they want you to squirm you know these people you get in the fast lane those bmws they always get on your tail go faster man i'm right here now i don't do it okay i don't go faster i'm going as fast as i can and that's it right because i'm in front of you granted if i go a little bit faster a cop sees us he's not pulling out the guy behind me saying he's pushing him this was your fault no they do the guy that's doing the crime in first place so I would be getting busted. And I don't succumb to peer pressure, dude. I don't. I, I can't be convinced of anything. That's why I'm so good. You're like, I want to push you, go faster, go faster. That's why I don't do meth. Because no one can convince me of nothing. You can't even get me to go faster, even though when I have to pee my own pants. I'm not convincible. I'm in. I'm, 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 
I can't be persuaded, okay? I'm on top of things. And I just had to stick it to that guy because how rude, man. Stop trying to push other people. The people that tailgate other people are usually the people that try to get other people to do drugs, okay? I know it's a hot take, but I'm just putting it out there. You show me somebody that tailgates someone and tries to push them to the absolute limit, I'll show you somebody that wants to drag someone else down. And that is a deep thought for you, one that I'm going to have to marinate on myself. But, guys, I think that's all the time we have today. I love you. I hope the aliens and, and the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot have all accepted the pauses here today. And we've had a fantastic time. And I will see you guys in the next episode that I will record in five minutes. But I love you. I'll see you. There's a boy.